When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Welcome to a very special two-part edition of Britain is a Nation of. This episode and the one that follows were recorded as part of the Edinburgh Science Festival at the Pleasance Cabaret Bar. We take a deep dive into surveys on how many Brits believe in conspiracy theories, including whether or not they think the moon landing was staged and what they think about the causes of climate change. So without further ado... Welcome to a very special edition of Britain is a Nation of... The podcast where we explore British behaviour by unpacking statistics to understand the little differences... And similarities... Between us all. Uh, I'm Stuart Henderson, Head of News at Yahoo. And I'm Matilda Long, Journalist at Yahoo. And I'm Victoria Vadeze, Data Journalist at YouGov. And today we're coming to you live from the Edinburgh Science Festival, talking about conspiracy theories and how willing the British public is to subscribe to them from faked moon landings to flat earth theories. And we are joined by two special guests, Penny Sachet, news editor at New Scientist magazine. Hello, Penny. <laughs> and we're also joined by another special guest, BBC science presenter and writer Dallas Campbell. Hello, thank you for having me. So I'm going to start our discussion today with a question for everyone. Do you have any beliefs or views that might be considered a bit outlandish? Starting with Penny, what about you? I was trying to think of one the whole train journey. I kept trying them out on my husband. But um, I think probably just like the little superstitions that we all have. Mm -hmm. Like I will touch wood when I say touch wood. Mm -hmm. I don't think it does anything, but I do it anyway. Just and in I, case. I think most people do that kind of thing. Yeah, it can't hurt, right? Mm -hmm. So... Dallas, what about you? I didn't get this question, <laughs> but, I'll, but I'm, Sorry. Exactly, I'm exactly the same as Penny. I still, um, magpies particularly, when I see a magpie, I will always say good morning, Mr. Magpie. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, so all those little superstition things, even mm -hmm. though I know it's ridiculous, somewhere in the back of my mind, mm -hmm. I know there are shadowy forces at work. Right. Uh, you know, and also, the, I think I'm a much better guitar player than I am. <laughs> all sorts of... Uh, Very outlandish. All sorts of, mm -hmm. yeah, we're all, I think we're all... Conspiracy theorists, to mm -hmm. a point. Stuart, do you have any weird beliefs that we need to know about? Oh, I wouldn't necessarily classify it as a weird belief. I don't <laughs> know. So I, I was brought up uh, as a Catholic, I'm um, a lapsed Catholic. But if you were to pin me into a corner and ask me to say 100% there was no greater being, mm -hmm. I would maybe struggle to to 100%. I would, I would be not confident in my own uh, lack of ignorance, so to speak, right. to say absolutely no, there isn't. So... I wouldn't, say if you, I wouldn't know if you call it an outlandish theory, but there might be a bit of religion in me still. Okay. Victoria, what about you? I don't know. I, don't, I didn't think about this enough either. <laughs> um, I think the thing that popped to mind for me immediately was just irrational little fears mm. that come from absolute... I have a weird fear that if I walk past those like huge bins that someone might pop out. 
So I tend okay. to just kind of go just around. Just around big just, bins. It's like the wood thing, just in case. Because I, of I the scary nothing. big men. Yeah, I it guess, when, when we were all kids, did we all <laughs> not stand on the cracks and pavements because oh, of yeah, bears? Yeah. I mean, this is ingrained from a very early age, these weird little superstitions and mm. foibles and fears. and. Mm. Salt of, uh, is it your left shoulder yeah. or your right yeah. shoulder? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Try both, just in case. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of them's bad, but I can't remember oh, which one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to move on to our first conspiracy theory. And I'd like to talk about the moon landings and how many Brits think that they never happened. So one in six people think that the moon landings were staged. And this encompasses people who say that they were definitely staged and people who think that they were probably staged. And also when answering this question about whether the landings happened or not, another 9% of people said they didn't know. So I think we can almost lump those in with the, uh, with the disbelievers. So a, a quarter of people think it never happened or they're or they're not sure, which I think is a huge number. Okay. Penny, what's your reaction? Um, shocking. Uh, my primary reaction is just I'm really sad for them. Mm. It's like, it's basically the greatest thing humans ever did. My, a lot of us weren't actually alive now when it happened, mm -hmm. but um, even now you read the books, you watch the films. I'm a real junkie for all of this stuff, listen to music based around it. It's so exciting. Mm. So apart from all of the sort of deeper issues about trust in science and that kind of thing, uh, people are really missing out on a lot if they don't actually look at the moon and think mm. we put people up there which is it's cool do you remember seeing it for the first time watching it on tv you know what i don't actually mm. it's just um both my parents are you know they watched it as kids and they loved mm. it so i was just raised in a moon household so. <laughs> why don't they why don't people believe that we landed on the moon what's the name it's well I, it's uh, was it freddie flintoff the other day was yeah. on the one show talking about and he sort of expressed doubt about going to the mm. moon and his sort of reason for it was um, Dr. Lucy Green was sitting next to him, the, the, uh, the, the scientist, and he was like, well, if you weren't there, how do you know? Which is a bit like saying, what? I wasn't there when England won the World Cup, therefore it didn't happen, or the Second World War didn't happen because I wasn't there. Mm. It's a very odd um, way of, of framing it. Yeah, so I looked into some of the reasons why people think this was all a hoax. Yeah. Uh, and people think that the US faked the whole thing to beat Russia in the space race. Which is, there's, there's kind of, you know, it's, mm. it's segue into, into a little bit of truth mm -hmm. within that. Because there was a space race. There mm. certainly was a space race. But Russia surely would have called the US out on it <laughs> if they had faked it, right? Well, this is, yeah. I mean, the whole thing, and also people always talk about the moon landing Singular. We went mm. to the moon sort of nine times yeah. from 68 to 72. <laughs> it wasn't just kind of like a, a, a one-time thing. So they, are they all fake? I don't know. Well, this is the thing. They were had to fake it a lot of times. And also 400,000 people worked on Apollo. You know, it mm. was a massive, massive endeavour. And I'm always amazed at just the faith that conspiracy theories theorists have on being able to do that and keeping it a secret. Mm. They have such faith in all these people. This That's is what true. is surprising. But Dallas, if we haven't been back since 1972, why not? Wow, this is the classic. <laughs> this is the other great thing. If we haven't been, mm. th th there are many reasons. Uh, Would you like me to go into the <laughs> I won't go into the movies. <laughs> uh, another reason that people cite is that the footage of the first moon landing shows Buzz Aldrin placing a flag yep. uh, with an, Amer an American flag on the moon. And people say that it's waving. <laughs> And this shows that there was wind where it was filmed and that it's fake. Yeah. So can you guys debunk that yeah. for me, please? Yeah, <laughs> there's quite a good gif now where they combine the pictures of the different... Have you seen this? And, mm. and really, actually, the flag stays constant. Dallas, is it the camera angle yeah. changes? Yeah, there was a guy... Uh, the flag was actually designed by a guy called Jack Kinsler, mm -hmm. uh, who designed the flag. Uh, the actual flag itself cost $5.50, if you're interested. Uh, <laughs> Apollo cost about $100 billion. The flag was $5 oh. uh, today's money. 
Um, <laughs> the flag itself has a, a metal pole across the top, a bit, mm -hmm. and, there's a, and the flag was hemmed, so the pole goes across to it, so it looks as if it's flying. And when you see Buzz Aldrin on the Apollo 11 landing, he's, he's actually holding the pole, and you see the flag actually moving, and people have said, oh, well, this is because it's wind. He's mm. moving the flag. Right. Things still move <laughs> in a vacuum if you touch them. <laughs> this is the kind of ridiculous thing about that particular, it's, it's of all the kind of things that they come mm. up with, that's the, 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 the rubbishest. Rubbish. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I like to really pick into the numbers with our polls, and I've dug out a couple of bits with this, and one of them is that women are twice as likely as men to say that they don't know in answer to this question. So, Victoria, is that something that we see consistently across polls, or is it that women, for some reason, are less sure about the moon landing? <laughs> no, unfortunately, that is something you see consistently across really? polls. I mean, I wouldn't always say unfortunately, because sometimes it's humility, which is a good thing. <laughs> um, but generally speaking, you will see very, very often that mm -hmm. women are a lot more likely to say don't know or to take a less definitive position mm -hmm. in a response. Um, and the age breakdown here was actually not what I would have guessed. So older people are more likely to say that they're sure that the moon landings were not staged than younger people. I think I would have guessed that it would be the other way around. So 62% of those aged 55 or older say that it's definitely false that the moon landings are staged. But they probably to... saw it, right? Or they were alive when it happened. So they, yeah. will, they will have that personal experience of mm. seeing it on the broadcast. But does that also come into the idea that because they've lived longer, they've developed a way of seeing mm. the world generally. Generally, I, I, from what I gather, mm. if you believe one conspiracy theory, you'll probably believe a lot of others. So older people are going to be more just, you know, they're more conspiratorial mm. generally. Mm -hmm. Maybe, although sense? we'll get to it later, but on climate change, older people are more likely to think that it's an over-exaggerated threat. So I think it's not necessarily completely mm. consistent. I'd be, my guess would be um, just living through it. It was such a huge thing. Mm. Everyone around the world watched it. it it's, to some extent, it defined the culture for decades mm -hmm. after. So um, I could be wrong, but I, th I think the, um, the conspiracy theories actually started emerging later. They weren't concurrent with it actually happening. When, when people right. were on the moon, people watched it on telly and thought, oh, my God, people mm -hmm. are on the moon. And so it, it's only sort of later, and as we've had generations that, you know, their cultural experience just hasn't been as completely defined mm. by it, it becomes a bit easier to mm. believe. Maybe if you come to them happen. both at yeah. the same time. Yeah, right, I, see. I, I, give, yeah exactly. I give talks to young people. And there's always one or two at the end who've been young kids who've been watching the YouTube videos. And, and because there's, there's a 50-year gap, and we haven't done anything like Apollo since, mm -hmm. it was such an extraordinary event. I, remember, I mean, I grew up with Apollo. I'm of that age where Apollo was normal and going to the moon was what people did. And suddenly, with 50 years of hindsight, it has taken on a different... It mm. means something different to how it meant 50 years ago. We look mm. at it almost unbelievingly because we couldn't do something like Apollo now because the world is so radically different. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you can kind of understand why young people go, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But you're right about YouTube. Um, my colleague who's obsessed with space was showing his um, two-year-old the moon landing for the first time mm -hmm. on YouTube the other week and he was so angry that it, the autoplay afterwards was immediately, were they faked? And really? So that's literally the first yeah. time he's shown his kids this amazing thing and straight that's away it goes straight to. on well actually there's a debate and and that's not true really there's a consensus that we went to the moon mm -hmm. it's, and it's the question i get asked the most be, and not by people who think it is fake but because that idea is so prevalent whether mm. not even people believing it was fake but question one is oh we didn't go to the moon joke joke wink wink mm. and it's really depressing and i've i've, I've worked and know a few of the apollo astronauts and it's really upsetting for them. <laughs> and Buzz Aldrin punched that yeah. guy, and, and you know, and it's, um, as he would. 
Yeah. But does this seem like a theory where who is it that the people who believe in it distrust? Is it the astronauts themselves? Is it the government? Is it who do they think is behind this? NASA. Well, I think they think they're all in on it. That's why, because Buzz Aldrin punched that guy because he's so sick of people shouting at him about it all the time. But but I think the US government potentially because they had to show that they were beating Russia or NASA because they'd taken they had a huge amount of the US budget at the time and that was really unpopular. There are other problems in the country. So um, there's this idea that they couldn't not have made it to the moon. They had to, maybe they failed, mm-hmm. and so they had to mock to the whole thing up to justify okay. the cost, which obviously is not true. But. Okay. There's that great, who did that really good sketch about having, about about faking it, and it would have been, been much easier just to have gone to the moon than to get Stanley Kubrick in. Yeah, no, exactly. In the it would have been just much easier to, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I suppose sorry. my question for the experts is, we have all this evidence that the moon landing did happen. What else can scientists possibly do to convince the people who still don't believe it? Penny? I, th- I think the scientists really, they've, they've done everything they can. There's been, there's been a lot of debunking, or like, you know, the flag thing. All yes. of that's been roundly discussed. And then we've had all sorts of other independent space agencies sending up lunar probes and mm. orbiters, uh, China, India, Japan, and they've all found... in independent evidence mm. of, yes, they, we did land where yeah. we, they said they landed, and there's, there are signs, there are mm. footprints on the moon. So there's all, we've already done it. If you're not mm. going to believe, you're not going to believe. This is it. I think we have to be careful. I don't think we should frame it like there's somehow doubt and it needs proving. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. Jonathan Swift, the great essayist and novelist uh, who wrote Gulliver's Travels, his quotation, reasoning will never make a man correct an ill opinion by which reasoning never got in there to begin with. You know, if someone doesn't believe in something, for, for, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. my facts are not going to persuade you. Mm. I, I can show you all the pictures of the moon, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm just going to be a sheeple. Mm. I'm going to be part of it. I'm not part, if, you're, if you're not part of the, the conspiracy mm. itself, facts do scientists, don't work. Do scientists not have a responsibility, though, to, to try and... Of course, yes, they do. So they should, they should still go out and... But, but, but that's, a very, that's a big general thing. I mean, scientists have a responsibility to show science as something that isn't other, that, that, mm-hmm. some, that some, is something that we can all be part of and all take part in. But the moon landings are a historical event. I mean, it's a bit like trying to say, right, I'm going to prove to you the Second World War happened. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's well, I don't, but no one's disputing that the Second World War happened, whereas people are actively disputing whether the moon landings mm-hmm. happened. So to say, you know... Uh, well, you know, my, my work here is done. There's nothing more I can say. Well, well that's, that's, that's also a failing, isn't it? I, I guess it's, yes. I mean, I, you know, I write books about space and, and, and you know, we have to keep doing that. But I just, I think we have to be careful about framing it as defence against a conspiracy theory. But if, if Trump gets his way, I, he wants to send people back to the moon yeah. in five years. It's going to take a bit longer than five years, but... Mm-hmm maybe that will change it. If it really is about uh, were you alive the last time it happened, mm. if we actually see people on the moon again, yeah. maybe that Historical will change something. Yeah. I mean, the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, you can see all the landing <laughs> sites. You can see the flag. It's all there, but it's, you know, there's nothing else you can do if it's, if it's a case of proving to people. Mm. And they should live stream it this time. But I think, I mean, it, you know, there's so much Apollo stuff, particularly this year, because it's the 50th anniversary, mm. and I'm involved in lots of it. And so it is about talking to people and talking to about what an extraordinary thing it was and how we benefited from it. And, what an, you know, that's all we can do rather than going proving that mm. the flag wasn't waving and, you know, the shadows are the wrong size or whatever. Mm-hmm. I suppose some of the other theories that we're going to discuss later on are about things like climate change or vaccinations, where 
it's quite obvious what the kind of public effect is of people not believing that in terms mm. of public safety, in terms of taking action. But with the moon landing, what do you think is the consequence of people believing that it was staged? Does it really That's matter? True. Does it hurt anyone? anyone? Mm. Uh, yes, I think it is. <laughs> and um, you as a, a science journalist. <laughs> Like a, a mistrust in science generally is bad, um, and you know if, if you're not trusting NASA, NASA their data is essential for understanding climate change and what's going on. So just this, um, if you have a big sus suspicion about an organisation as important and, and as significant as NASA, that, that's going to have far wider implications than just the moon. Mm. And actually, just being a human being, you know, this is one of our greatest achievements as, as a species. You know, of galactic significance. This was a point in history where we actually went to another planetary body. That's, that's pretty big, and it was a, a rare thing. And to dismiss it and, uh, is, a, is, just says, is, is a disappointing thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the wonder of it, apart from the science and all the everything else, just the, the sheer spectacle, the wonder of it all is a, a, a sad thing. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And on that somber note, we will move on to our second conspiracy theory, which is about climate change. So we always start with a question for, for, for the panellists. Um, this one will not apply to the experts. How? Where, <laughs> that <laughs> means worry. it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, my question is, knowing stuff. Well, it's how much you know. So my question is, to what extent do you feel that you personally have engaged with and truly understand the evidence for climate change? Or are you just trusting that most scientists say it and therefore it is probably happening? I would 100% say it's the latter. Mm. I've made no effort to, <laughs> uh, to investigate and make my own informed decision or otherwise about climate change. Um, I guess, I, guess uh, I, I kind of see it happening around me to an extent. Mm -hmm. um, and then I read stuff and people who I trust tell me that that is a part of consequence of climate change. Mm. And I, um, I'm a very believing person. Okay, <laughs> I, I trust you. They're experts, right? So I think fine. I also trust scientific consensus. So the fact that most scientists, I know not all, say that that's the case. I don't think I understand the arguments really at all well, but I trust it because more people, more scientists say that it's true than don't. It's not a particularly nuanced argument. <laughs> <laughs> so the question that we asked the British public on this topic was, to what extent you think it's true that the threat of climate change is over-exaggerated? Mm -hmm. Now, what we found is that, thankfully, the vast majority of people, 70%, think that warnings on climate change from scientists are appropriate. But a considerable number, who tend to be older, believe that these warnings are exaggerated. So one-third, 32% of those aged 55 and above, think that they are over-exaggerated. 
and that falls to 1 in 11, so 9% among 18 to 24-year-olds. Still not a mm. negligible amount. Another interesting aspect of this one is that men are twice as likely to say that it is definitely true that the threat of climate change is over-exaggerated than women. I don't know why. Wow. <laughs> um, just initial reactions. Does this sound like a lot of people? Does it sound... I'm not that surprised. I'm honestly just relieved that that many people believe in climate change now. Um, or Is that believe the scientists. That have you seen? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I'm sorry. A <laughs> similar poll in the States a few months ago um, that got the same kinds of numbers, and I, I think that's even more significant because mm. the misinformation in America has been huge. Mm. So the fact that 70, 71% now accept it as fact is huge and, and great news. Mm. Um, the problem, I mean, there's so many reasons that people are sort of wary or it's taken this long for people to accept climate change but the ones that really stick out for me are there's there's a lot of um, uncertainty mm -hmm. and we know from um, psychological experiments that when there's uncertainty we tend to lean towards the truth that is more useful for us or fits with our worldview and means that we don't have to change anything mm. and I, I think again that that sort of especially with the age dynamic you mentioned mm. I think you know um, people who are older they'll get affected by it less and I'm not saying people are selfish on purpose but psychologically we're all about maximizing our own time on earth and getting mm. the most out of it that we can and so naturally um, older people would evolutionarily speaking be less inclined to really worry about it quite as much as for example the kids who were striking yesterday there's been three global climate strikes now of, mm. of children who yeah. are genuinely really worried about what's going to happen in their future yeah mm. It would actually be quite interesting to do a survey of like six to 15, 16 year olds yeah. and yeah. see how, many, how worried are you about climate change. People don't change their minds, they just die. That's <laughs> kind of what happens, they just die off. Mm. I think you said it absolutely right. Uncertainty is, is the key word here. Uncertainty is the engine <clears throat> of science. That's how science works, is by uncertainty. And the problem is people look at science as that and they want sort of facts and, and things to be the way they are and it, it unfortunately doesn't work like that so when they see uncertainty in climate science which is all about uncertainty it's all about quantifying uncertainty they see that as a flaw and it's not right. a flaw it's actually just the way th that science works and that can a, a misunderstanding of what science is by the general public I think helps amplify this the doubts and the kind of scepticism. Mm. What I, is it they're misunderstanding, you think? Well, they're mis they, they, they think science should be about facts. And if, if, if a climate scientist expresses, expresses uncertainty about data, then they go, aha, see, you don't know anything, right. therefore. And that's a, it's a misunderstanding of how science works generally, I think. Mm. Um, I think it's a slightly different one to the moon landing one, because I think with climate science, there is a spectrum of belief as well. You know, there are obviously a few who absolutely categorically mm. deny that it's human and it's a big conspiracy. But there's also shades of in-between. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think the majority of sceptics or climate sceptics, if you want, don't, aren't that cut and dry about it. They'll mm. believe that there's, you know, the anthropogenic climate change is real, but also other factors as well. So right. it's a slightly more woolly one than the, than the moon landing one. And another, so some previous research that we'd done at YouGov prior to this was basically looking at the extent to which people are genuinely, I think, the aspect of urgency, how concerned are you? Mm. If you're one of those people who thinks, sure, we're contributing somewhat, but I'm sure other things are involved and it happens all the time and it's a cycle and we're all gonna be okay. Mm. Um, so there was a, one poll which we did in October 2018 where we said, yeah, how concerned are you about climate change? 75% uh, so matching really results said they are concerned but the other 25% are either not concerned or don't know which again is basically yeah. not concerned. <laughs> 
Um, which is, you know, that's one in four people who aren't that worried about this issue. Mm. And similarly, another question, which was in December 2015, uh, asked whether you think over the next 200 years we're going to see some kind of massive catastrophe for mankind as a result of climate change. 60% of people think there will be a massive catastrophe, but half of them think that we'll survive it. Oh. So that's, that's all right. <laughs> so it'll happen, um, but not to me. Yeah. <laughs> How can you make like, a massive catastrophe like that just like washes off my back. Like that means nothing to me. <laughs> and, and sure, it sounds quite bad. Um, but how can we make sort of climate change more relatable? Because it feels like there is, there is a hunger for people. And, it, and it, you know, people do say it's a thing mm-hmm. they can, they're concerned about. But we see like debates in the House of Commons are sparsely attended by MPs. Like, and people joke about, oh, nice summer, hot weather, global warming, yeah. love it. <laughs> but but what, what, you know, even like to the UK, what are the like short-term implications of mm. climate change or, or, or aren't there any? Like, I, th- I think we're quite lucky, unfortunately, in, um, in the UK because we live in such a temperate climate. Where it's a really protected area. Yeah. We're very coastal, so mm. when the sea levels really start rising, mm. uh, I don't know if you've seen those maps where it just shows the, the bits that definitely will stay above water. There aren't that many um, in the long run. But I, th- I think globally there was a real uh, turning point probably last year with the heat wave because mm. whilst it was actually a lovely summer mm. in the UK, um, just watching California burn yeah. for, for months on end and the droughts worldwide I think um, it really is on a lot of people's doorsteps now we're, mm-hmm. we're just because of where we're situated in the weather patterns the UK doesn't see that much of it yet mm-hmm. but so what do you think that means for the kind of messaging around climate change let's say for a UK audience considering this is a UK poll do you think it is too apocalyptic do you think we should say you know it doesn't seem that bad right now but it, it will probably get worse later what's the kind of level of urgency that you think there should be in the messaging around this? I think, um, I think given that people are accepting that it is a thing, the majority of people do accept it now, I, the thing that concerns me most is that um, it, it's that thing where you speak to people, so, okay, so you do believe it, what are you going to do about it? And people are very willing to um, do things like uh, reusing plastic bags at the mm-hmm. supermarket, uh, recycling. Mm. People are very willing to do small changes. They're not necessarily willing to go completely vegetarian or vegan or uh, never buying. fly again. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I, I, I think part, part of the problem there is people, no one wants to do it just them if no one else is doing it. Mm. Um, but also there's this kind of, um, we have this, we're not very rational in the way we think about the things that we do for the planet. So we'll do one little thing and then we think we've done our bit. Right. And I think if we really want to get serious, we have to work out how we push the whole population into taking and, and agreeing to bigger change that actually has an effect. People only care when it like, hits them in the pocket, though, well, broadly yeah. speaking. Like, we should just make water more expensive. So much of it comes down to psychology, that's the thing. And it's, we're starting to see a change, like you say, about the kids striking and stuff. Mm. I mean, my kids are you know, they're really kind of aware of it. But it's, again, it's, you know, as, sci- as people who work in science communication or scientists, we have a duty to sell it better, mm-hmm. you know, the difference between weather and climate and, and the way statistical analysis of data works and not linking it to one particular weather event and all the kind of mm-hmm. the stuff that we, sh- we should be selling science better, I think. I also wonder if, if um, we could just be a bit, not, not honest, but clearer on the fact that, uh, yeah, a lot of the numbers we're not sure about. We don't know how many degrees we're locked into. Mm-hmm. We don't even know exactly how much we've already warmed by yet. But that's because scientists are doing their 
best efforts to get on top of all of this and figure it out. So that is uncertain, but we do know it's happening and we do know that millions of lives are at stake. So mm -hmm. maybe rather than there being like a figure and then that figure doesn't turn out to be quite right, which is the natural procedure, uh, mm -hmm. that's how science works. Maybe rather than floating those numbers and then people who don't believe in climate change can say, well, you said this and now you're saying that. Maybe we should just be a lot clearer that it is uncertain, but the consensus is it's going to happen and we need to do mm. we need to have action now is the narrative of climate ch change is it i mean i sort of worry about this is it split down political lines yeah, too much so we you know certainly in the uk we tend to think of it as a bit of a tree huggy green party left-wing liberal mm -hmm. thing whereas the sort of libertarian mm. right if you like trump supporters make america great again you know, let's burn coal. Yeah, so... We need to... We need to sort of, <laughs> presumably the climate doesn't give a damn who you vote for. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, and, and we all have to live in the climate. Mm. I think um, there is research, I don't know if it's global or, or especially American, but um, people who really buy into um, free market e economics, um, they, they are far more likely to be sceptical of climate change. And, and that's not necessarily uh, because uh, they think, well, I'm making money from this or I believe in this, so I can't believe in that but we don't necessarily consciously always think these things we have a, a an identity or an ideology there's levels of our brain that are working that we're not thinking about if, if it doesn't fit with your view you just reject it and it's not on a conscious level but I also think on the political line there is a bit more of a conscious level in terms of just if you're going to believe it then you're as a Republican or as a free market economics person, you're going to have to accept that the government is going mm. to need to take some control and some responsibility and do some regulating of yeah, some companies that you don't necessarily want to see. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, in the US, that's definitely by far the most significant divide. Mm. So any kind of race, gender, where you live in the country, not particularly significant Age. in its effects, nowhere near mm. the partisan uh, uh, dividing line in terms of how likely you are to think that we need to take action, not just whether you believe it's real, but whether you believe it is at a point which necessitates direct and immediate mm -hmm. action. Republicans are far less likely than Democrats, independents, anyone else to believe so. And that's got to be a, a conscious choice mm. because you don't like the idea of the policies that are going to come out of that belief. And because you don't want a government that interferes in your life. Mm as much as a kind of... I'm going to move person. on for the benefits of time. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to move on? To our third conspiracy theory. Yeah. Thanks for making it all the way to the end. We'll continue our discussion of conspiracy theories Brits believe in next week with results on how many believe in creationism, anti-vaxxer alarmism or flat earth theories. Hit subscribe to receive a notification next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.